Rod. I went to Arizona State. Rod. I'm a Sun Devil, man. State of the Sun Devils from Arizona Sports with Jesse Morrison, Jeremy Schnell, and Jake Anderson. Hello and welcome into another edition of State of the Sun Devils here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Alongside Jesse Morrison and Jake Anderson, I'm Jeremy Schnell. Hey guys, how are you? Hey. Is it a great day to be a Sun Devil, Jesse? Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a fun one on Thursday. I'm super excited. Really good uh, weekend for the men's program. Kind of a disappointing, oh, a very disappointing weekend for the women's program. They didn't get to play. Uh, we got some highly ranked teams and some of the uh, other sports going on right now. Um yeah, it's it's been you know it, it it's a great day to be a Sun Devil player of the week going on as well. Jake, um, you're the biggest ASU basketball fan for the rest of the season that I know. Yes, because um, you're really excited about this team. Yes, um, but are you saying Sweet Sixteen <laughs> like me? I, I'll say I'll say that I think this team has a legitimate chance. To make the second round for sure to win a, a tournament then I'm game. More, then I'm more hyped than Jake because, <laughs> uh, and you can ask uh, Connor Smith, SID over at ASU. Uh, I told him that I think that they're going to the Sweet 16. It's just difficult when you think about the seed they'll likely get. Yeah. So you're you're thinking they'll probably get highest an eight, maybe lowest a twelve. So I think you, they're going to get a six. Okay, so let's say they do get the six. You're going to have to play a three seed just to get to the Sweet 16. Hit That's it. what I'm saying. Like You're going to have to play a top four seed and upset that team. But I think the a potential first round win is definitely feasible. It's as long that, as they continue to play the way they've been playing. Just remember, it's not that hard to get the Sweet 16. They haven't done it in your lifetimes. Big weekend coming up. Not only You for, were like a baby, too. That's why I said your lifetimes. <laughs> Again, big weekend coming up, not only for the men's team, uh, but for the women's team as well, and also wrestling and, and gymnastics. They're looking great, and they're going to have their uh, Beauty and the Beast uh, event coming up pretty soon. Ooh, that's a fun one to go to. Yeah, so if you want to check that out, make sure to look it up uh, on um, on the I'm gonna, S- I'm Sun Devils to to website. Um, but let, let's take a look back now uh, at the Oregon and Oregon State game uh, games. Excuse me, Jake, obviously— they played both of them at the same time. <laughs> uh, the 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 first half of the Oregon game was just like the ASU couldn't miss. It felt like yeah, and they and they we were just watching it. Obviously, just so excited because it was like finally like the shots are falling, yep. and this is how good this offense can be when the shots are falling. And then when you couple it with that defense, you're gonna smack any team you play. Um, but obviously, when any team is shooting lights out. And also has a defense like ASU, you're expected to dominate any team. 52% from the field, Jesse, 44%, almost 45% from downtown. Yeah, that, that's a game that uh, Joe Lenardi can take a look at. <laughs> Joe Lenardi, <laughs> that the guy. On too, let's not forget that. That, that guy, jo- Joe Lenardi, out there putting ASU as recently as last week well, here's as a reason. first four in, or a last four in got team. That's this ridiculous Joe Lenardi. Let's not forget enough. what Dana Altman's Oregon side did to U of A Well, yeah, and the, two days later. Here's the, here's the reason. The Matthew Knight Arena is a, a very difficult place to play because you might lose the ball in that court i like that court you might like the ball might uh it, it kind of blends in sometimes yeah, but i like it it's a good it's a cool looking court it's, it's been a long time i think we're all used to it by now <laughs> yeah it's been like a decade uh yeah. no but asu kept uh 
Oregon pretty at bay on the defensive end. Oregon only had two players in double figures, uh, and and ASU kind of spread the ball around a little bit in this game. And I mean, Frankie Collins had eight assists. It was pretty close to a triple double, honestly. Uh, if you if you think about it, nine points, eight assists, six rebounds, a Ben Simmons type of game. But uh, he was he he's really taking on that role of if my shot's not falling, I don't need to do too much. I can I can I have teammates like DJ Horn, like Desmond Cambridge, and in this game, Devin Cambridge. And and honestly, throughout this stretch of, of uh, four straight wins, I believe uh, it's been for ASU after that Arizona loss, uh, Devin Cambridge has just been a monster at the rim, especially on the lobs. And Jake, you, you kind of said that they should change maybe to, to instead of guard you, it should be lob you. Oh, I'm not going to take credit for that. <laughs> Bobby said that. Um but yeah, it's been it's been so much fun to watch the Cambridge brothers. You go back to preseason when they, I think it was Dez who tweeted, you know, this is going to be a whole new ASU team you've never seen before. And I mean, he's not wrong. This team has multiple scores. You know, it's not the old Remy Martins and the Jahi Carsons and who are just going to go ISO ball and dribble around. And it's just like that's the offense. So now there is there is ball movement. It goes inside out. Warren Washington's a real big man. And I love when he talks about. You got to pick your poison with him because you double him, he can make the pass. We saw that. He can be a point center, but if you let him go one v one, he'll just take it to the cup. So, it I, as long as everyone stays healthy, and they don't shoot like the way they did against U of A or like they did against uh, Oregon State in the first half, where they're just cold shooting ten percent coming out of the gates and getting really behind, and then having to play that full court defense for twenty five minutes, and then. Maybe you get in foul trouble and then you don't end up pulling off the win. They can just shoot consistently. It doesn't have to be 50% like it was against Oregon. But if you can shoot around 40 from the field, you should be able to stay in most games and, and have a chance to win. I was actually really proud of the Oregon State game because it you know, it was the game after a big win, which is mm-hmm. never easy in a... For a college basketball team, well, especially, especially you're feeling yourself and quote unquote you know, trap off, game with yeah. UCLA on yeah, the it's, other it's side. Yeah, it's a trap game. Um, it it's on the road. Um, that place is a tough place to play. Corvallis in January. Yeah, Corvallis in January. <laughs> Something about there. Corvallis is always always a tough place to play. Never want to go to and Corvallis. Then, and then the thing that I really liked is that they showed that they can press and press really well. There were times where they would just, where Oregon State would just get the ball back, pass it to ASU. And ASU would score like they, like ASU was that effective on getting steals and turnovers in that game, and so yeah, I was just I was really proud of that performance. The defense um, was good, and again and again, you know, defense travels against like San Francisco. They got out to a big lead early, and ASU just never responded. In this game, they showed that they could respond, and so I, I'm really I was really proud of the team in that game in particular, and I think it's. Huge for them to be riding a four-game win streak, have some momentum coming into this game on Thursday, which we'll get into in a second, which should be you know a tough atmosphere for UCLA to come into. ASU should definitely have the fans behind them in that one. Um, it you know I what th- happened I get, last year? Yeah, when they were number three. Yeah, and that overtime. and that that crowd wasn't close to what this crowd will be. A uh, couple things. Shout out Duke Brennan again. Ten minutes, three blocks in that Oregon State game. Um, ten minutes, three points, one block. Used four of his fouls. I, I'm I'm very impressed with the defense he's been playing. 
Dude, um, Austin Nunez, another yeah, one. He had a big time, Freshman, a couple maybe. big time buckets. Freshman! Um, we didn't even really talk about the Washington games because we didn't do a show last week. But uh, Nun- oh, we, we forgot to talk about the free throws, too. In the Oregon State yeah, game. Yeah, that, that, that needs was, to get better. That, that needs to get better. There were 18 for 27. Uh, Nunez, to your point, Jake, though, was 5 for 5 from the line. They put him in to kind of seal yep. the game away uh, at the end of that one. And then uh, something that was interesting, and I'll get to you in a second, Jesse. They only shot 18 three-pointers and made eight of them in, in this Oregon State game. which That's great percentage. Well, yes, number one. And number two, they showed that they can win without shooting the three. Yeah, and I think another—we've seen it multiple games now, but we saw it in the Oregon State game. Any out-of-bounds play, like, might be a dunk. Yeah. like, like it, And it doesn't matter if it's under the basket. It doesn't matter if it's a side-out. Like, it doesn't matter. You might as well have to defend that. And I want to yep. see how that transitions into another play later in the season. Teams are going to obviously learn from that and defend it more. Does that open up more wide-open three-point attempts potentially off inbounds plays? We'll see. I just wanted to point out, too, that we didn't really talk about the Washington games. They were good performances by ASU as well. But I, I forget which game it was. It was either Washington or Washington State. <laughs> but Jemiah Neal had a really, really, really good game. Mm-hmm. So he's another one off the bench. I think that, that was UW. Yeah. He's he, one of my favorite players yeah, on this he team. Was a, he was a, you know, a key player part in that game and had a double-double, I believe, off the bench. So he, when some guys got in some foul trouble. So this team is deep. I'm just praying and hoping that everyone stays healthy. And then, as we saw with Northwestern, there's the COVID thing is creeping back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, not really here in Arizona, but in other parts of the country, Northwestern was down to six players, so they... Uh, postpone their game so I'm just you know I'm just praying and hoping that this team stays healthy from a you know a getting sick standpoint and mm-hmm. you know an injury standpoint Jemiah Neal in that Washington game who which um, Vegas was not very happy with ASU after uh, they blew the the nine and a half uh, points that they were supposed to in the final minute of that game but Jemiah Neal had 14 points and 12 rebounds as well he added three assists on top of that so um, I'm very impressed with the way he plays, not only on the offensive end, but especially on the defensive end. But by the way, uh, Joe Lenardi has them as a nine seed now, so he learned Good. his lesson. Um, There's so much season left. <laughs> Desmond Cambridge Jr., Pac-12 Player of the Week. A couple 20 pieces back-to-back in Oregon. It shows, and I was talking to Jesse about this off the air, it shows the fact that if you think about two of their three losses— uh, they lost to to Texas Southern, right? Without that was the first game that they were without Bagley. Mm-hmm. They didn't know they were going to be without him. They were without him, and then you go to the San Francisco game. Obviously, a blowout, but they yeah. were without Des. Exactly, and a trap game. Yeah, they also had the worst shooting performance, while also having their opponent have the best shooting performance. Like it was just literally the perfect storm for San Francisco. There are a couple of weird performances away from being a one-loss team. Yeah. Um, so, congrats to Desmond Cambridge Jr. on uh, winning Pac-12 Player of the Week, and uh, hopefully many more. Also, um, we didn't mention that U of A went 2-2 two and two in the same four games. Yeah. <laughs> ASU, top of the Pac-12. Oh, no, they're uh, that's what one thir- behind. That's what Thursday's for. Winner is first place in the Pac. One behind uh, UCLA. They're We're playing for first place in the Pac-12 on Thursday. They're one. It be- better be packed. Pack the what do they call it? The, DFA. The um 
The bank, the bank. It used to be the bank, but now it's the desert now financial. It's, now, is it's a, also now it's the credit bank. union. It's the yeah. union. No, oh, the, the union. union yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I did want to play this cut. Speaking of packing the house, DFA there. Uh, this is what um, Bobby and the team are doing to promote this game and make it an electric atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, we'll do everything we can, you know, within reason to to try and make everyone realize how big this game is. Uh, I mean, there's still a lot of games left to be played in the conference, but, you know, where we are and where UCLA is currently, uh, you know, they're a top five team. They're, you know, one of the winningest programs in the history of college basketball. They, you know, they've been to a Final Four the last couple of years. You know, Mick Cronin is a guy that I really admire as a coach and what he's been able to do. And, and so there's every reason to want to be there. I mean, we're playing well. We've shown we could beat elite teams this year already. So, um, you know, I'm excited. There's a lot of juice to the game. And we'll do everything we can to promote it, you know, internally and reach out to campus and do everything possible. But, I mean, we just hope it's an electric environment on Thursday night. Here's what I like about that is that, like, you know, he could be, um, you know, he could just be focused on the game and everything, and which is, you know, probably his main focus. But I do like the fact that uh, he's like, you know, we do need to make this a big deal because that's an important part of this game is like making this, you know, place a, a tough place for UCLA to come in and play. Sixteen and two and uh and seven and zero oh in the Pac twelve UCLA, their number five ranked team in the country right now. They're number two scoring offense in the country. They score seven. I'm sorry. I I think they're the number seventy two scoring offense. Oh, Jesse. That was my that was my bad. My there. statistician. Uh, your statistician. Yeah. Seventy six point seven points per game. Yeah, that's definitely not number two in the country. Yeah, they uh and they're the number thirteen scoring defense in the country, uh, 59.8 points uh, given up a game. Um, Bobby Hurley also discussed what uh, to expect coming from uh, the UCLA Bruins. Well, I mean, they, they defend, first of all. I mean, you could talk about individual players, but Mick Cronin gets after them to play defense to play that end of the floor extremely hard. They, they're they uh, forcing their opponents into 17 turnovers a game, which is uh, a really good number uh, in terms of creating turnovers. So rock solid defensively. And then, uh, you know, when you watch guys like uh, Hawkes and, and Tiger Campbell play, you just got a lot of respect for how they play the game. Uh, Hawkes just plays so hard. Uh you know, he's so impactful at both ends of the floor. And then him and Campbell really, you could tell they played a while together. They really play off each other very well. So it's a, you know, it's a team that you touch on that have a number of guys that have played a lot of basketball together. So they're a very, uh, very close-knit team that, that understands and knows how to win. They also have a lot of talent on this team that doesn't play very much. Tiger Campbell's still in college, by the way. <laughs> I, I have no idea how he's still in college. But yeah, him and him and Hawkes, they've been there again, like forever, like Bobby referenced, and they're really good players. They've been to a final four. They almost went to the championship game. They that was basically almost doing something. Well, <laughs> Not they, doing it. Uh Gonzaga had a Suggs had a half basically a half court shot. It's almost winning. Losing. It, that, I, I agree, Jake, but I'm just I'm just saying that this team is super experienced. It's a really good team. I think that people have overhyped U of A a little bit and underhyped UCLA a little bit. I think that UCLA is a really good team. They have, you know, they're not the scoring offense that U of A is, but defensively, like, they are forcing 17 turnovers a game. That is 
uh, top 25 in the country. Like they're top 15 in defense uh, in scoring defense, number 13. So like they're just a, <laughs> they're they're just a really good team. This is going to be a tough one. I think this is going to be a game that could be in the 40s. Like it's going to be a tough 40s. Yeah, maybe maybe 40s, 50s. Like it's I high think, school. No, but I just think it's going to be a a tough defensive battle. 28 against Washington State. I think it's going to be a tough defensive battle. Also, uh, one of their best freshmen, Amari Bailey, he's probably not going to play in this one, did not practice today. Uh, he's averaging nine and a half points a game. has been out since uh, late December. Oh, well, that's, a that's I guess, advantage ASU, but hope he gets better. Um, yeah, no, but Jaquez is great. Uh, Campbell, still in, you, like you said, still there. And I don't know how he's been there since, like, I was like in the, high school. It's not just the scoring <laughs> though from Campbell. It's the, the being able to steal the ball on defense and also put up the assist numbers that I think is is what ASU is going to have to really yeah. watch the ball movement of UCLA in this in this game. I got two things. One is in the last six years, Bobby Hurley has three top five wins, which is more than the previous thirty five seasons combined in ASU history. And the second thing is, and I don't know why this keeps happening to ASU. It could be happening to multiple teams. I'm obviously not paying attention to them as close as ASU. But according to Michelle Gardner, FS1 is doing this game and is going to broadcast it remotely. <laughs> Again. So, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. They, like, they, Fox didn't do an actual broadcast for the football or the basketball game. For U of A, yeah. Cup, yeah. But U of A versus ASU is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But, like, ASU is quote-unquote ranked 28th, right? Yep, I thought you said 27th. It's 28th. They were the third highest rank that wasn't ranked. So yeah, 27 or 28 doesn't really matter. They're they're 28th. Should be 28th. Um, And you're playing the fifth ranked team, and you you can't get an actual broadcast team. So I got I got a little bit of advice here for Sun Devil fans. So if you go to the Arizona Sports app, not the radio, but the app, the app is about on sync with the TV. So you turn on the app, you turn on the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy, and the mayor of Desert Financial Arena, Kyle Dodd. And then you listen to it that way while watching it on the TV. There you go. You listen to the local sports leader, the local sports leader. Yeah, the Arizona sports, the local sports leader. And, I'm, and you know, on, uh, I think it's actually on 620 that day. But anyway. <laughs> um, but how, how like, um, I, I think ASU, this is... I, I'm wor- I'm not w- so much worried about this game because I think it's going to be close and it's going to be fun, right? But, and, I don't know it, about fun. <laughs> no, but it, it might be a bit of a slugfest. <laughs> but but here here's the thing: if they do lose this game, I'm worried. I'm worried whether they win or lose this game. I'm worried about USC the most because that's that feels like more of a trap game than than anything because they're coming mm. off either an emotional win or an emotional loss. Well, I don't think it's a trap game if you lose to UCLA in terms of looking at USC. You're pissed. Whereas if you win UCLA, you've won five in a row, you're feeling yourself, and you might just show up thinking you can win. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I think every ASU fan would, if I said to you, we're going to go one and one. I'm not going to tell you who we're going to win. I'm not going to tell you who we're going to lose to. <laughs> we're just going to go one and one. You'd probably go, all right, like I take it. I'd say most fans. Some fans are going to be optimistic and be like, no, I think we can go two and up. But I think one and one should be the goal for this next um, homestand. I am going to say that they're going to go two and zero. Whoa! This is your prediction. Already? Do we want to? Do we want to get yeah, to predictions? Do, do your prediction, Jesse. Go ahead. All right. So again, like I said, I'm not going to say it's going to be in the 40s, but this game's going to be low. Did. Yeah. Well, I'm. I said it might be in the 40s. You guys, you guys are always putting words in my mouth. 
This show Sorry, is all Josh. about putting roll, words roll in the, my mouth. Roll the tape. <laughs> oh, we, I, I will roll the tape, Jake, for you anytime you want and, and go back and say that see all the mites and it's not that hard instead of it's easy. I didn't say it was easy to go to the Sweet 16. It might be. It's not that hard. Uh, plenty of teams go to the Sweet 16. That's basically but anyway, it's only 16. Anyway, go it's, going to be, it's going to be 58 to 56 ASU against UCLA. 58 to 56. Okay, so they're up by three, UCLA misses, or they're up by two, UCLA. I, we don't need to yeah. get into the semantics yeah. of it. <laughs> I'm going to go one and one. ASU loses Thursday, wins Saturday. Okay. They lose Thursday. Do you, no score prediction? Do we need Does it matter? I think they win. I'm not going to give a score prediction. Got point for, differential. I'm not going to give a score prediction for Saturday, but I think they. I think they beat UC, USC as well, and I think they score better in that game. I was pretty close on my score predictions for the Washington and Washington State games, and I felt really good about myself. So here, here's what I'm going to do. UCLA ekes out a victory against ASU on Thursday, um, 61 to 55, I think. UCLA pulls away in the final two and a half, three minutes of the game. And then against USC, ASU comes back after losing a tough one against UCLA. And they win by 10 against USC. And uh, if anybody wonders, uh, I think that U of A is going to uh, blow out the women's team. <laughs> just, a, just a guess there. Women's basketball team had to forfeit two games because they did not have enough scholarship players. Correct. Injury related, not COVID related. Injury related. Injury related. Also, I they play. They went to an escape room though, so that that sounds like fun. I want. I want. I wish that I was. I wished that I was there. <laughs> Even though you know that the escape room's not actually locked, you could just leave. Yeah, if you press a button, <laughs> they just let you out. Yeah, like it, I would be. I think they should somehow make it legal that you're actually locked in there. There's. Pro- they probably have some of those, right? I don't. I don't. Th- I think that's. I don't. I don't think that's allowed. You signed so a waiver, it, right? Uh, yeah, see, that's what I think. You should put a sign a waiver, and but they eventually will let you out. But like, you mm-hmm. still got to get out of there. Right, well, speaking of college basketball, um, USC has a freshman big named Vincent Uwuchuku. I'm assuming that's Nigerian. Anyway, he had a cardiac arrest last summer. Oh wow! And he is now back. He actually oh, played wow. uh, last week. In his first game back, he's a 7-1. So I don't know if he'll be playing you know, a ton of minutes, but I would expect to see him. And anytime there's a 7-foot-1 guy on the floor, he's going to mm-hmm. make a difference somehow. Yeah. Um, so it, ASU di- has some tall guys as well. Yeah, but this guy has not been playing for USC this season, is what basically what I'm saying. USC has gotten to this point without him, so USC might be better... You know, it, obviously, when you add someone new, you have to you know find the wrinkle. But there's no way a seven foot one dude, who's a freshman, isn't going to help their rotation or their depth or whatever it may be. Uh, that's all I'm saying. He's going to be a guy to watch out for because I don't know how much of an impact he's going to have, just given the his condition and now that he is yeah, cleared. He's played two games. Uh, he played six minutes against Utah and five minutes against Colorado. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. Five star recruit. Again, uh, wow. Beauty and the Beast, uh, I just looked this up. It's on uh, Friday, January 20th. Uh, the gymnastics team uh, is competing against the number 19 Stanford uh, Cardinal. And for the wrestling team, you give me Is one that second. at Mullet? No, that is actually at uh, Desert Financial. 
Oh, because I thought there was a women's game on January twentieth at DFA. So yeah, it, they're both both of those are are um are labeled as starting at seven p.m. So if you get there at seven p.m., something's gonna happen. You see both, yeah, yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Make sure to go out to that and support the Sun Devils wrestling team and gymnastics team. Um, football schedule comes out tomorrow. Yeah, we know the opponents, just don't know the dates. Except for the first three games. I again, we'll we'll talk about this a, a little more as the offseason gets goes further. But ASU has a lot of home games next year, and they need to take advantage. of Just that. interested in when they are going to play Colorado. Yeah, which we're I think we're over the week zero thing at this point. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. I really wanted it, but yeah. it's okay. Did we though? I did. Yeah, because I don't like Thursday games, and it would have moved a Thursday game. And it's going to be a billion degrees, Jeremy. You going to be all right with that? No, but it's going to be a billion degrees. Jeremy's always going to complain about. I, I, I always bring can, my towel. I'll Jeremy, be okay. Jeremy complains about being outside in like November. It's freezing right now. Yeah, because I turn the air down. Well, no, it's also freezing outside. It's supposed to be twenty-eight Jeez. degrees at some point next week. You guys see that? Degrees. No, I'm not talking about the country Greece. Degrees. Hmm. All right. Wrap it up. Yes. Okay. That's going to do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at AZ Sports Devils. You can find Jake's articles on ArizonaSports.com. And my articles. Oh, yes, and Jesse. I'm writing on Saturday. Jesse, you can find both those, the recap from the UCLA game that Jake will be writing and the recap from the USC game that Jesse will be writing on Saturday on ArizonaSports.com as well as at AZ Sports on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. For Jesse Morrison and Jake Anderson, I'm Jeremy Schnell. We'll see you on Thursday. Ciao.